0: So fulfilling your prophetic promises. So in our lives, on, on our daily lives, we are surrounded by objects, technology, computers, environments, uh, organizations, animals, plants, rivers, oceans, and so much more. We are surrounded by so many things. We are surrounded by people, uh, but everything that you look around you, you see that everything has been designed for a specific purposes. For instance, you go to the kitchen in your house and you see a stove and that stove is a device that burns, uh, you know, gas or fluid or, or uh, electricity uh, to generate heat inside the house or to cook. So it serves the main purpose of cooking food. Okay. So the stove in your kitchen has a purpose. Amen. So where did the stove come from? You, you're probably thinking, what is this? Well, it's almost like a parable. <laughs> Everything has a purpose. So where did this stove come from? It came from an idea, which it was a creative idea. An idea is a, is a creative thought. So watch this. God had a thought about you. Then he created you. He planned. He has a, pl- he has a plan for your life based on the, on the way that he designed you to be. Just like the way that a vehicle or a similar way that a vehicle, a stove was designed for a certain purpose, a tree was designed to clean the air. So you have purpose, you have purpose and God developed that plan. He designed you specifically for a task, even if the tasks or assignments or the destiny look similar to somebody else, it's not exactly exactly the same because he uniquely designed you. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says, Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. If you look on the Hebrew word, this word said, God said, what is that word said in Hebrew? That word said in Hebrew it's uh, Omar, and it's on the Strong's Hebrew number 559. The, the four main significance meaning of that word is say, mention, think, and command. Say, mention, think, and command. So God, when he said he was mentioning, he was proclaiming, he was thinking, he was commanding, If you look on the Strong's Hebrew 559, you will see that this word has several meanings. And those include appoint, it means um, answer, bid, boast, self. It just depends on the combination of other words around the Hebrew word as well. Certify, challenge, charge, command, declare. So when God said he declared, it also means desire. So we are to watch for the desires that we have in our heart and see, is this a desire of God? Is this what God was thinking? Is this thinking a desire that God put in my heart regarding my destiny? And another meaning is um, talk, tell, term, think, utter. Several meanings, but I will not mention them all. So God is continually thinking about you. God continues to have thoughts towards you he was not having thoughts just when he said it in genesis chapter one or psalm 139 but he's continually having thoughts about you psalm chapter 40 verse 5 says many O lord my many O lord my god are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than than, uh, can be numbered. In Psalm 139, verse 17 through 18, which we actually just prayed a minute ago, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand when I awake. I'm still with you. This word thought on the book of Psalm 139, that word thought in the Hebrew means want, purpose, and thought. Want, purpose, and thought. Those are the main meanings of those words. And they are found only on that chapter, Psalm 139. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So you yes. are uniquely designed for a unique purpose, so we have to be excited for our destiny and be ignited with the Holy Spirit and, be, and wake up in the morning and and be excited about the things that we are to do that we want to do that we desire to do. Mm-hmm. The Bible says on proverbs, and I want you to write down this scripture proverbs chapter twenty nine verse eighteen where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. What does this mean? I wanted to I can go in depth, I can just do a full message just out of this this uh, scripture, but this part about no vision means that there is no prophetic words. That uh, this, this, uh, this word vision is referring to prophetic words. So when there is no prophetic words, when there is no prophetic revelation, when there is no prophetic utterance, there is, there is, the people will perish because they have, they have no purpose. Right. There yeah. will be disorder. There will be chaos because there is no vision. People will not know. Uh-huh. Where to go. So that's why the Bible says, do not despise. Prophecy. Prophecy must flow from the pulpit, from the small groups. Everywhere, sh- everywhere prophecy shall flow. All must prophesy. The Bible says you shall all prophesy. That means that as soon as you are born in Jesus and you have that new spirit, you are ready to prophesy according to your faith. Now, in order for us to fulfill prophecies, the prophecies that God has spoken over our lives. First, we want to number one recognize God's voice. Because discovering your purpose, discovering your purpose is birth in his presence. If there is something that I want you to go with today, is for you to remember forever that discovering your purpose is birth in the presence of God. I'm referring to the secret place. The secret place. So recognizing, recognizing God's voice involves, number one, to receive the destiny words. You must receive destiny words. Not every prophetic word is destiny words. And what am I saying? I'm referring to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, because the Bible says the prophecy is for encouragement, edification, and, 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 and exhortation. So these three are some of the things that God does through prophecy, but we see the prophecy is released also to release healing, to release deliverance, and so many other things. Uh, words of correction, warnings, and so many things. We see that from the from the Old Testament all the way to the end. Okay. The next thing is uh, that involves uh, recognizing God's voice and discovering your purpose is to hear or to see God's instructions and strategies for your prophetic words is why it's so important that we know God's voice and, and that we recognize God's voice that when you hear his voice you say you know in your knower this is God so because it is important that you know how to hear his instructions and strategies for your prophetic words and you will be hearing God through others too and you will know that is God is speaking to me through that so the next thing is identify your, your destiny prophetic words. If you already have them, identify them. Um, identify the priority, but also, you know, destiny prophetic words are released also directly from God. As I was mentioning earlier, the importance of hearing God's voice, or also they are released through people. Then God confirms those prophetic words. Destiny words... So that you know what I'm talking about. Destiny words are about your calling, your giftings, assignments, even relocations, jobs, businesses, strategies for the future, and more. So that's what I'm referring to. Destiny is. What are you supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be doing? Many people in the body of Christ, they still don't know what they're supposed to do. It's why I do what I do. It's why I teach hearing God's voice. I teach about the gifts of the Spirit. Why? Because we flow with revelation and understanding, wisdom, and basically with the seven uh, uh, characteristics and attributes of the Holy Spirit in order for us to release destiny words into people. It's why I like when we do Women of Fire, because we have the opportunity to prophesy over people that maybe they never receive a prophetic word before. So that they have a word that will, um, that will be applied for their future, for their destiny. Yes. Now, under this category that we are still talking about, recognizing God's voice, it is important that we are testing those words with God's word. Are they on alignment with God's written word? Any prophetic word that you receive, are they on alignment with God's written word? Has God been speaking to you concerning that word? When somebody else is prophesying over you, has God even mentioned a little of that prophetic word in your life? And if, and if you feel like God has not mentioned that in your life directly in the secret place, ask him about, him, about it. I'm going to tell you very briefly that about six years ago, I received a prophetic word in a ministry for, through a, an apostle that I never met before. And he looked straight to me and he says, you will have an an internet, a computer ministry. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, amen. I know, right? And I know suddenly, suddenly <clears throat> I find myself with the desire or is of start broadcasting the group via Facebook. But I was so occupied doing things physically in a facility, in a church, that I was not making the time to, to learn how to broadcast what was happening in the building. And so, but then God knows how to help us to fulfill prophecy. So then COVID-19 hit and then i i found i had to find a way to communicate with all of us so sometimes things happen so that um, god uses it for our good for us to walk into the destiny that we are to walk. And now I have this excitement inside of me, like, oh, I want to do videos for you, Lord. I want to teach. I want to meet more people. I want the message to go all over the world so that people will know you, will hear you. Not because I don't want to get famous. Trust me, I don't want to be famous. I want Jesus. I want everybody to hear about Jesus. I want them to feel the love of Jesus. I want them, I desire with all my heart for everybody to feel that God is real, that He exists. And my main message is that they feel that they are not forgotten, that they are not forsaken. Why? Because in my heart, from the age of 12, that's the way that I met Jesus, that He promised yeah. me that He will never leave me, nor forsake me. And He is still fulfilling those promises today. You know, example of fulfilling prophecy. I'm still walking on it. <laughs> okay. So, continuing asking questions you know testing the word that you receive is the word that someone's you know the word that someone gave you is that word someone else's desire for you or is god's desire because sometimes people make the mistakes of uh, of prophesying what they want for somebody else and that is not okay that is a solish prophetic word so we want to identify is it god's desire do you feel that that prophetic word do you feel uh, that word as a desire from God in your heart, or it's just a fleshy thing? And yes. when, while I was meditating on that one question this morning, the Holy Spirit prompted me about the, with the question, how would you determine if it's God's desire or your own desire? And the answer is, afflict your soul. Say it, afflict your soul. We afflict our soul. The Bible says that when we fast, we afflict Mm -hmm. our soul. We humble our soul. So fasting will bring clarity for us to see if this desire is from God or if this desire is from the flesh. Number two, about fulfilling our prophetic promises. Number two is record those prophetic words that you receive. I know that you have heard this before, but I want you to hear me now. Record those prophetic words. The prophets of old record in writing the prophetic words that God gave them to people, regions, nations, the Messiah, and more. Watch this. On uh, Daniel chapter 9, the Bible says that Daniel knew from Jeremiah's prophetic writings that the desolation of Jerusalem was prophesied to last for 70 years, and they had been fulfilled. Since God is faithful, Daniel knew, Daniel knew that it was time for God to act. So when we are reading, praying, and have our prophetic words handy, we will know the time. We will know where we are in that prophetic word. We will know how to act and respond towards that prophetic word. So if you would like to see this reference, references on the book of Daniel chapter nine, verse two to three. Know the way, know yourself. I want you to know yourself because it is important that you know yourself and your preferences because, uh, because you want to know the way you prefer to record those prophetic words. Usually people... Um, When people receive prophetic words, they recorded it in writing, you know, writing down keynotes or electronically with audio or video, and it's okay either way, but this is the thing that you want to have your prophetic words at hand. It is beautiful to grab your device and listen to those audio prophetic words, but when uh, when when the time comes for you to plan for the time comes for you to pray over those prophetic words, you're talking about that you will be hearing prophetic words for hours because everything is in audio or in different places. So you want to gather those prophetic words. You want to have those prophetic words at hand. How do you do this? Well, you want to create a bullet point list of those destiny prophetic words by noting them, the main point, trust me. I have a, um, a category where I have all the things, the main things that I want to pray about. And then I have one section where I have the title prophetic words. And under that category, I have the main points of key destiny words. that have been spoken over me. And uh, so you have it by category or however you want to. If you are very organized, you probably even mark by color, whatever you want to do. But you want to have it, number one, if you like to work, you excuse me, if you want to work manually, you can do that on a notepad too, it's okay. Some people, is visual. They like to feel it on their hands. So manually, is okay. If you want to do it electronically, I suggest that Word documents or um, the notes that you have on your phone, or you can use OneNote from Microsoft Office. Or also, there are some prayer apps that you can use. The only thing about prayer apps, and I say this for experience, is that sometimes, Uh, You find a good app, but then the creator of the app they no longer release updates. And then you, you, you have the risk of losing it. So recording your prophetic word, putting it together, you don't have, listen, I, for, by experience, I know that when you write the main point of the prophetic word, it, your spirit recalls that prophetic word. You know, actually, who prophesied it, what you were wearing that day. We women know the shoes that we were wearing that day. When you <laughs> received that awesome prophetic word, that you were going to be all over the world sharing the gospel. <laughs> Number three, the number three, the key for fulfilling prophetic promises is praying, fasting, seeking God regarding those prophetic words and testing those words and rely on God's promises. And when I say promises, it's his written word. So having a bullet point list of your prophetic words will assist you to access them easily so you can pray about it periodically uh, but seek God for instructions and strategies and lay out uh, a short-term uh, plan, a long-term plan, and see the fulfillment of those prophetic words, um, because they will be a testimony of your life. Amen? And when I'm referring to the word, I want to say, take hold of his written word, his written promises that God has prophetically gave you, given you concerning your prophetic words. His written word is his will. So when you take the, the prophetic word and you take the written word, you will war with your prophetic words and his written word against opposition to your destiny words. Listen, this is very important because sometimes we go through hell to fulfill prophetic words. So even if this sounds very simple, I want you to remember that we will fight for those prophetic words. The Bible says on 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, uh, through 19, here is Paul speaking to Timothy, his son, Timothy, his mentor, if I can say. To his uh, Timothy is like a son to him. And he says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies. Hear that, keeping with the pro- prophecies once made about you. So that by recalling them, we recall them when we record them, right? And we bring them before the Lord, we bring them before our minds, so that by recalling them you might fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which which some have rejected, and so and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Wow. You're welcome. Key number four: with the leading of the Holy Spirit review your current resources tools contacts and education and i tell you why because you want to ask these questions to yourself what resources do you have that will help you start working towards your prophetic word what resources do you have right now currently that you can start using to, to start working towards your prophetic word. Again, I mentioned earlier, through the leading of the Holy Spirit. What tools do you, number two, still on that question, about reviewing resources, tools, context, and education. What tools do you already have available that can assist you to begin acting on your prophetic word by faith? For instance, do you know who can teach you how to use word documents for instance or do you have word documents that will be a tool do you have word documents so that you can start recording to prophetic words so that you can start praying into that's part of acting upon that prophetic word the fact that you're writing it down and you start to pray into and start you know looking it up and see what tools you have available that is a way of acting upon a prophetic word already you're starting so you want to see what tools are available at hand so that you can start using for your prophetic word and number three do you have contacts and i'm talking about people individuals do you have contacts who know how to use those resources and tools so that they can help you they can use you we need one another when we were in the world when we were in the world we think we can do all things on our own i need nobody i can do it myself but when we are in jesus We are woven together. There should be the kingdom mentality shall be no jealousy, no competition, but rather helping a church that uh, is seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And from that place, we are not competing or comparing or with jealousies, but we help one another. It's like, I can help you with that. You know, we can offer the help or we can know somebody that the Holy Spirit is leading us to contact to help us on that area. All right. So I think the last one, I don't want to miss it. Okay, the last one on that category is do you need to learn something that will assist you to put legs to that prophetic word? Do you need to learn something? Do you need to enroll yourself in an e-course somewhere? A lot of times people want to start enrolling themselves in, 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 um, in trainings, but they are not asking the Holy Spirit, is this the training that I'm supposed to take? Or is there another training that i supposed to wait, to, to wait on? Because God is, uh, is purposeful. He knows who's supposed to be training you, okay? Significance of five on the prophetic, favor, fivefold ministry, right? Develop your plan with the living of the Holy Spirit. Number five, key number five is develop your plan with the leading of the Holy Spirit. It is okay to do brainstorming. That's number one. Brainstorming. God gave us a brain. We are to use it. Amen. Yes, we hear God. We rely on him. But also he has given us a brain that we are to use. So brainstorm about your prophetic word. Write your vision. What does that mean? You know, write it simple. Write the vision, maybe five sentences. Start from there. Three sentences. Just make it clear. You know, if it's about writing books, you can say, I um." My vision, my vision is to write books, to transform lives daily or something, you know, it doesn't have to be long, but something that will inspire you daily. And I was very brief on that one, but you can write it with your own words and say a vision that you have. Number three is break down the plan into small, medium and large tasks. This is very important because This will help you to do the next thing and is uh, to set goals and start with the small tasks. Do a particular task every week or daily or bi-weekly or every month. Do it. What matters is that you're acting upon that prophetic word, that you're doing at least one thing, that you're doing something about it. But then start incrementing time on that prophetic word, increment tasks in that prophetic word, Okay, for example, let's say that you have to build a house. Let's say that that you have to build a house. So number one, you start having the ideas, right, of how you would like your house to look like. And you start looking, okay, my goal this week will be to start looking on the internet for pictures that are similar to the house that I want to look for, the, the, the house that I like. And you start gathering those pictures and then you say, OK, I, I have finished this task next week. I'm going to organize all these pictures. I'm going to lay them on a white board, and then I'm going to start combining them. Then the following week, you say, you know what, this week, I'm going to call an architect, I'm going to call a builder, and I'm going to work together with them for them to lay a plan and to tell me how much the budget is going to be. And then that same week, I'm going to look into my budget and see how much money I really have. Am I able to build this house or not? So then it's an increment of tasks, because sometimes, I don't know if you do this, but I do this a lot. This, this mistake, this mistake, <laughs> this mistake that I make, okay, is that I want to do too much at once. And then I drop it. Because I am someone that wants to see results quickly. And in order for you to see results quickly, you want to be realistic of how, how much you can do with the time that you have available and with the time that you're making available. So we, there is a reality factor. Picture this, an airplane, before it goes in the air and flies, it was tested and it was created with the materials that are resilient, that are strong enough to hold the pressure and and go at the speed that they will go in the air. So in the same manner, we have to build in us, little by little, that prophetic word. So so the the, the time will come where we will be going up, 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 up in that prophetic word. Okay, so setting goals. And the reason, you know, let's say, for instance, when people is, um, I want to give you an example. People, one of the tasks that you can do is, uh, for instance, an example, this week, review your contacts and look into your contacts and see who knows how to use Word documents. Maybe somebody can help me here. You know, if you are called to do videos, who can help me to create videos? Maybe next week you look into who, who in your contacts can help you with certain things. Not that they will do it for you, but that they will (laughs) teach you how, okay? All right, Habakkuk chapter two, verse two. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he might run who reads it. So it is God's intention, it is God's will for us to write the vision down so that we have a visual of what we are to do. So that we don't get distracted, but that we will move forward with that vision and we will be fruitful. God wants us to be fruitful. As we are attached to the vine in the secret place and we are acting by faith, we will run with the vision and we will be fruitful for the glory of God. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Mm -hmm. so again if you're noticing any every one of these keys i mentioned with the leading of the holy spirit with the leading of the holy spirit my main point is the 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 prophetic word your destiny words i receive they are received they are birthed in the secret place key number six this is super important observe how jesus fulfilled his promises how Jesus fulfilled his, his prophecies and learn from him. Jesus knew his purpose. When he came to earth, Jesus knew his purpose. He, he came to fulfill prophecies. Do you know? Jesus came to fulfill promises. I mean, I keep saying promises. This, those are promises too, but prophecies. And so, and he will come again. He will be fulfilling one more prophetic word. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yes. And so Jesus, now the question is, how did Jesus fulfill his promises? What are the things? I will mention today some of the things that Jesus did in order for him to fulfill prophecies. Because we notice on a scripture that Jesus was not guessing, you know, where he's supposed to be, what, does he su- what he's supposed to do, what he's supposed to answer. He was not guessing, uh, like, what and how to teach. He was teaching with authority. He's, uh, he was not guessing about his assignment. He was not like, hmm, should I go to Samaria today or should I go to Galilee? I'm not sure. You know what? I feel like going to Galilee because I kind of want some fresh fish today. <laughs> <laughs> but rather, it was by the living of the Holy Spirit, you know? So he, deci- he, he decided day by day on what direction he will go. He knew the whole picture of his mission and what prophetic, uh, he, what prophetic words he was going to fulfill. But he also had daily clarity of his assignments and tasks and the purpose every day of his life. We noticed that. Let me give you an example. Everybody is so familiar with this story. I love this story and we have been familiar with it. But from this moment on, you will not forget how amazing this is. The woman at the well, an example mm-hmm. of Jesus knowing where to go right, yeah. and and do the will of the Father. He was specifically on a spot where he was going to encounter this one woman that was going to evangelize a town. <laughs> and one of the things that Jesus said to this woman, uh, no, not to the woman, but after he ministered the woman, after he ministered the woman, the disciples came back, and Jesus said to them, "My food." is to do the will of him who Mm -hmm. sent me. I prophesy over us that Mm -hmm. our food is to do the will of the Father. Mm -hmm. We feel so much joy to know that the Father, that the will of the Father is our sustenance, is our food, Mm -hmm. and that he's the one that sent us. Because when he sends us, there is protection. When he sends us, there is provision. He gives us Mm -hmm. that food in his will. Amen. And this scripture says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. Mm -hmm. John chapter four, verse 34 through 35. (laughs) And this was how many years ago? Thousands of years. And now, so we know Jesus already announced that the harvest is ready. The harvest is in front of us. We are to go after it. And so the question is, and I was pondering on this question this week, and I'm going to write it down for myself too, because I don't want to forget it. And is how do I collaborate with the harvest? Basically, that word collaborate, We are talking about also participate, take part. But this question, look at it also through the filter of your destiny prophetic words. So how is your prophetic words, your destiny prophetic words, collaborating, taking part of the harvest? That is a question that I will be working on myself because sometimes we are so focused, uh, you know, on some things that we don't see how are we really collaborating with the harvest? And so this question and praying into it and seeing and hearing from God will help us to see that maybe we are already collaborating for the har- for the harvest. And maybe what God is bringing is an increase of collaboration for us to see the manifestation of the harvest and start working in the harvest. Amen? Amen. amen. The last thing that I want to mention under the category of, of, of uh, observing how Jesus uh, that he met with the Father each day. And during the day, he mm-hmm. observed what the Father was doing. And I mentioned to you on step number one: secret place. I learned to be in the secret place, for any teaching, any anything that I will do, I ask the Lord, what do you want me to do, and I'll do it, and so the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 37 through 38, I know, and this is Jesus speaking, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, he's speaking to the religious leaders at this moment, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you, I speak, listen to this, I speak what I have seen my father. And you do what you have seen with your father. So Jesus does and speaks what he he has seen the father doing. And we see more clarity of this message on John chapter 5 verse 19. Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does. He also, he, he, the son also does in like manner. So we are to do as we see the father do. What does this require? This requires spiritual vision, vision, Because God is a spirit. We want to have a spiritual perception. I'm not saying that only people that are actively seeing in the spirit will be able to access to this revelation of what is the father doing around you? What is the father doing so that you can do what the father is doing? But actually, you can perceive what the father is doing. You can hear what the father is doing. You can see what the father is doing so that you can gain that wisdom. That revelation is why the devil hates the prophetic. It's why the devil hates the prophetic. It's why there are so many false religions that believe that God do no longer speak, that he wrote the Bible and that he stopped right there. That is not true. It's why so many people have no destiny or they are just walking into their destiny by inertia just by because it just happened that they follow a desire, but they didn't know that that desire really came from Jesus. So it's why it's so important, prophetic ministry, it's so important to be able to hear, because the Bible says, and this is Jesus, they said, my sheep hears my voice and they follow me. So in order for you to follow mm-hmm. Jesus, we have to hear first. We want mm-hmm. to know in what direction we're going. All right. So the next thing that Jesus did is that Jesus grew, Jesus grew in wisdom. The Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and his stature and in favor with God and men so we are to growing as well in the same manner we are to growing wisdom knowledge insight understanding and more in order for us to fulfill promises we gotta be equipped we cannot be where we are we cannot be doing things the same way we cannot keep doing the same thing every day and think that we will get different results it is impossible we must move in new ways See, when we are alive, we are moving. A sign of life is that we are moving. We are constantly, uh, you know, being transformed. So the next one that I want to tell you is so important. And it's why we are saved today. Because Jesus obeyed the Father. Obedience. Jesus obeyed. The Bible says, this is so beautiful. It touches my heart. It really touches my heart. The book of Philippians chapter two, verse eight says, and being found in human form, referring to Jesus, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. Jesus knew his purpose. He knew that he was going to be crucified but he was obedient to the father he had the opportunity from from when he was carrying that cross all the way to galgotha to all the way to calvary all the way he had the opportunity of saying i'm not doing this this is hard but he didn't he was obedient to the father the day before he was he was in the presence of the Lord. No, my will, but your will be done. What does that mean? His will was different than the Father at that moment. But he chose to obey. He chose to obey. And we are the fruit. My God, I feel like weeping right now because God is so awesome. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. His obedience save us. We are the fruit. Yeah. Jesus' is obedience. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. There are 16 prophecies fulfilled by Jesus. These are are only 16 of the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled on the book of Isaiah alone. The book of Isaiah. So, first, we want to see number one, these are 16 prophecies that Jesus, our Lord, Savior, the lover of our lives, the lover of our souls fulfilled. Number one, the first one that we see here is that Jesus Christ will be born of a virgin, Isaiah 7. And then it was fulfilled on Luke chapter 1. Do you see that? Mm. Then the next one was that Jesus will have a Galilean ministry, Isaiah 9. And then this was fulfilled on Matthew chapter 4. He ministered in Galilee of the Gentiles. And then Isaiah chapter 9 confirms, uh, expresses the prophetic word of um, that he will be uh, an inheritant, a heir to the throne of David. And that was fulfilled on Luke chapter 1. Jesus was given the throne of his father, David. Isaiah 40. Jesus will have his way prepared. That's on John chapter 1. Was announced by John the Baptist. Isn't that awesome? So specific, yes. so, so, so specific. And, if, and it was fulfilled. Then Jesus will be spat on and struck. And then it was fulfilled on Matthew chapter 26 that he was indeed beaten. And then on Isaiah 52, the Bible says that Jesus will be exalted. And uh, it was fulfilled. Uh, he was highly exalted by God and the people. And then the next one is will be disfigured by suffering on Isaiah 52. He was scourged by soldiers who gave him a crown of thorns on Mark 15. And listen to this one, Isaiah 53 will make a blood atonement. And it happened. First Peter talks about this: that Jesus Christ shed his blood to atone for our sins. And Isaiah 53 will be widely rejected. And then fulfill on John chapter 12, was not accepted by many. Wow. Was not accepted by many. Great. Okay. Then the next one is, we'll bear our sins and sorrows. And Jesus did. And he died because of our sins. And this is seen on Romans chapter 4 and 1 uh, Peter chapter 2. And also on the Gospels. of, And then mm-hmm. on Isaiah 53, G- the Messiah will voluntarily accept our guilt and punishment. And he was fulfilled. On the book of Mark 15 and, chapter, and John chapter 10, we see that he was silent about our sins. So that's the voluntarily part. Isaiah 53 verse 9 says, Messiah will be buried in a rich man's tongue. How specific this prophetic words is why in these trainings, I want, I, I want, um, I keep training people for more details, seek more, mm-hmm. the more details, the greater the anointing. So Jesus will be buried in a rich man's tomb and it was fulfilled on John chapter 19. He was buried in the tomb of Joseph, a rich man from, Arama, mm-hmm. hopefully, I always have problem with this word, Aramea, Aramea. And then Isaiah 53, Messiah will save us who believe in him. And then it's fulfilled on John chapter 3 and Acts 16, that Jesus provided salvation for all who believe. And the last one that we want to mention today is will die with transgressors. The Messiah was going to die with transgressors. And we know that he had one on the right and one on the left. Mm-hmm. This is in Isaiah 53, and it was fulfilled on Mark 15 and Luke chapter 22. The, ask Holy Spirit to bring a prophetic word to mind or reveal a destiny word and write it down. If you don't have a destiny word, ask him for one and write it down. Pray into that prophetic word. What is God showing you prophetically and write it down? Number three, ask Jesus to show you tasks, instructions, strategies for that prophetic word and take notes. I have done that with my business. I have asked the Lord, what things do you want me to do? What is the main focus that you want me to do? Because sometimes we are overwhelmed with the things that we are to do. And yes, God gives us a brain, but then he knows what's best for us. So he, he gives prioritizing instructions. So ask Jesus to show you tasks, instructions, and strategies for that prophetic word and take notes. Number four, ask Jesus to show you a scripture for that prophetic word and uh, put it into writing. Number five, continue to ask Jesus questions about your destiny prophetic words. We are communing with him. We are in communion with him. We want to ask him questions. Amen? Amen. And then uh, number six, lay a plan, as we discussed earlier. Lay a plan and set a small, medium, and large goals and start scheduling a few tasks. And then number seven, review your progress weekly monthly, and quarterly. And you can, I personally, what I do is I have prayer um, prayer reminders. There There is an app on your phone for reminders. And I have key prayers, key things that I want to pray every day that I don't want to forget. And one of them is prophetic destinies, the prophetic words. So... Have a reminder on your phone if you would like. Have a reminder on your phone.